Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. Welcome to the following on podcast from TalkSport. I'm John Norman and alongside Steve Harmerson for a little look back at the second test match, a little look forward to the third test match between England and Pakistan and also a quick chat about MS Dhoni. Well, by now, no doubt you know, England and Pakistan drew the second test match at the Aegeus Bowl, declaring 110 for four. Zach Crawley went past 50. He and Dominic Sibley putting on 84 for the second wicket. Sibley caught down the leg side. Two wickets going to Mohammed Abbas. Ollie Pope deceived by delivery from Yassi Shah. Um, he went for nine and it left Joss Butler and Joe Root just to see out the final few overs before Joe Root decided to declare. A draw, an unsatisfactory five days of cricket, but still some to talk about with Steve Harmison. So let's get on with that. So, Harmy, uh, great to have you back. Uh, it's been a couple of days without the following on podcast for the uh, first time in a while, but there's been some news and it's a subject that the Cricket Collective are going to cover in depth. Six till seven on TalkSport 2, Tuesday evening, yourself and Jared Kimber. Um, MS Dhoni announcing his retirement from international cricket. You, you're going to talk about this properly, but let me just get uh, your, your thoughts first off and a little bit of insight about what it was like to play against him. Um, he was somebody who, he didn't seem to, for somebody who was so powerful in India, and you can't underestimate how much cricketers and how powerful cricketers are in, in India or in the subcontinent, but how powerful a guy was as in a person with little fuss. There was just no fuss about him whatsoever. He just breezed onto the park as though he didn't have a care in the world, and he didn't because of... You know, the, the standard he had in his country. And then seemed to come to life a little bit, you know, a little bit like Inzaman in, in Pakistan. You just you just think it, they're not interested in what's going on. Then all of a sudden, they spark into life when it's, it's sort of the, in, when they're in the game, i.e. when they're batting or when he was bowling, where he, when he was keeping wickets, sorry. Um, and he was, he just, 
again, like I mentioned the other day about Shane Warne, he had this aura about him, like Tendulkar. Virat's got it now. Um, and he commanded respect off both home and um, aware, uh, aware cricketers. So, yeah, whenever he came onto the park, there was just such a, a massive noise. Being in India and playing in India is just a, it's a frightening thing when you're playing, especially limited always cricket. And one of the stars come out. So whether it's Sachin, whether it's Dhoni, you know, nowadays it's Kohli or Rohit Sharma. There's just this level of expectancy, this level of noise, and the whole the whole crowd goes mad. Um, and it's quite intimidating to play against. Um, and he was a fantastic leader. He was a brilliant leader, probably you know, one of the best leaders of world cricket and the best, probably the best finisher in ODI cricket or sorry, white ball cricket, because 2020 was the same. So, you know, it's, it's a shame the game's lost. Um, another great who's retired, but um, play, being on the field against him was, uh, was, was always quite intimidating because of what come with Mahindra Singh Dhoni. It was the, the crowd noise, um, the, the, the sort of level of expectancy on him, and more often it delivered, and that... That tells you everything about him, and he was—he was to deliver time after time after time, like Sachin, like Virat's doing now. It just shows you how not only mentally strong and how good a cricketer the guy was, but um, you know he was an amazing talent. And um, yeah, it was, it's, it was great and feel proud and privileged to play against him. And there's a couple of times in one day cricket, you know, I was on the end of that finishing job because he's. He hit me out of the ground a couple of times and you just think, yeah, it was, it was a good time to play international cricket because of the likes of, you know, MS Dhoni and, and, and players of that like were playing it during my time. So that's MS Dhoni and it'll be uh, fascinating to hear a little bit more of that uh, but on uh, the Cricket Collective, 6 till 7 on Tuesday on TalkSport 2. Now... Um, not quite so impressive, this uh, second test match between Pakistan and England. Uh, I've made a little, little list um, of all the people and things that have been blamed for this. Um, mm. ICC rules being too strict about bad light and uh, rain. And then uh, the ICC's n- n- not speaking to the press, essentially, to explain the reasoning behind the laws. That's something that's got people's uh, back up. Umpires not bending the rules to keep players out there. Ground staff not working in the rain. Players being too keen to get off the field. Umpires taking the players off the field, even when the players want to play. I'll put it to you, Harmy, even if none of those things were a problem, we still wouldn't have got a game here. It was just unseasonable weather. And you don't play cricket in the winter, do you? No, you don't. You don't play in the winter. There's times where uh, we should have been playing. Um, there's a lot of talk about pink cricket balls and things like that. Cricketers aren't going to come off. Uh, sorry, aren't going to stay on if the, if either you're behind the eight ball or B, you're in a, a difficult situation when it comes to um, or a tough situation on on whether the passage of play you're in. You've got to remember as well, cricketers, it's their livelihood. It's their career. All of a sudden, one of these cricketers goes out there either this afternoon when it's not quite right, no, no, we'll stay out, and he gets nicked off. And then all of a sudden, someone like Josh Butler, before last week, you know, Josh Butler walks out there, nicks off. Huge question marks on his place. One test match left. Look, why don't we pick Ben Folks? That's his career over in test match cricket. So I can understand why players 
if they get a chance to go off, they go off because it's in their eyes, it's it's going to benefit and enhance uh, their chance of you know, having a, a better chance of scoring runs, taking wickets, and that's not putting pressure on themselves individually in their career. Umpires, it's like anything. You you look at Premier League referees where this VAR, everybody's banged on about. Go and look at the sideline. I play golf. I play golf for probably the best referee in the country, Michael Oliver. And, you know, we talk about go and have a look at the sidelines. Go and have a look at the sideline. You know, and it's like it's 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 written in the rules. You basically don't do it. So it's in it's not in it's not in their hands. They they arguably would get more they would get in trouble more by staying on and bending the rules than they would actually by um by what they're doing now. So it's another situation that you can't win. Nobody can win because unless the lawmakers change the rules, make it more flexible, then we are it is what it is, and this is what's gonna happen. So it is frustrating. We wouldn't have gotten a game, a full game in because of the weather, but there's times I'm staring at pictures or on social media looking and thinking, well, we could be on the pitch here. Why why at five fifty? And it's bright sunshine and we're not on this you know, cricketers aren't on the cricket field. So I just think in this magnified time of being uh, you know, the way the pandemic's been, there's a lot more there's a lot more eyes on world cricket in, in the world on this series because you know, we've we've said it for many minutes of times, you know we're the only Northern Hemisphere cricket nation that plays test match cricket. You have six, seven test matches a year. So all the eyes will be on England during our summer. And I just think it's some point throughout, throughout this, this sort of pandemic, rules could have been bent enough to keep it going because there's a lot more people watching. Um, and if the product's not there and the product's not good, going to turn and go somewhere else and watch somewhere else. I think this was the best chance possible over the course of these six test matches to really showcase in this country how good we can put an event on, even without crowd. And I actually think for five test, for five, four test matches against the West Indies and the first one against Pakistan, we have produced some fantastic cricket. I just think we've, I just think the game's been let down over the last four or five days, four or five days in a way where Common sense could have come in, and that's something that doesn't get used enough, especially when you're talking about laws and rules and the written how we interpret it. Uh, it's interpreted. So, I just think a little bit of more common sense. We could have had more cricket. Would we have gotten a test match in? Probably not. But the eyes of the world are looking at cricket at this moment in time because there's no other sports going on at the minute, and I just think these have been a, a difficult four days for viewers to watch, um, and. I think the ECB, possibly the ICC, need to look at this and say, well, we have to do something to change this because you know, we, we've missed a trick here. So looking to the third test match, which gets underway on Friday, I've got a feeling that if England had won this test match, then Jimmy Anderson possibly would have been given the test off. Uh, Mark Wood coming back into the side. Joffre Archer, of course, has just rested for this test match. What do England do? The batting stays as, as it is. The wicketkeeper stays as he is. The off-spinner stays as he is, I imagine. Um, although there might be some temptation to bring in Jack Leach. He wasn't allowed to go back and play for his county, even though he asked to. Um, but the fast bowlers, as it always seems to be, they're the ones that will be rotated. What changes, if any, do you see? 
I think it's going to be a difficult decision, and I'm I'm really intrigued. I can't wait to see what happens because somebody's going to be upset. Whether it's Archer, Wood, Robinson, potentially being told, well, you're not playing this week, you'll play next week. Broad, Anderson, thousand wickets between them, basically saying, well, you're going to be rested next week, and the two of them are going, hold on, hold on. I'm nearing 600 wickets. I've been sitting with field for five days. I've done from very little in this test match. So, the conundrum, it's going to be strong leadership. That's what it's going to need. Whether England have got strong leadership, I question. Um, I think we've seen in the last probably hour of the Pakistan innings that we need a fast bowler. We've had four seamers, very much similar pierce, um, you know, a degree in different heights, and you've got the left arm angle. But as a tail ender, you know, if you if you sort of you know played down the played down the line of off stump and didn't do anything stupid, chase the ball, you you could pretty much survive against these four seamers. So I think it, it showed there that I need one of my fast lads. I need a a wood or an archer. Robinson a little bit quicker, but not as quick as what them two are. I think Wood or Archer has got to play in this test match. I actually think it should be Wood. And I'm not just saying this because of my connection and closeness with, with Mark. I just think what Archer said during that last game and things that have gone on with Jofra, is his head really at it at this moment in time? I don't really want to sort of go down the road of questioning him on any other things, but things he said, I just think, right, Mark deserves a go. He'll bowl a lot quicker. You know you're going to get out of out of Mark Wood. You're not going to be wondering which Jofra Archer is going to turn up. You know for a fact that you throw the ball to Mark Wood, asking to bowl five overs of extreme pace, and he will do that. And I just think because of that, Wood comes in. So who does he come in for? Because, of course, Sam Curran... Are England going to be brave enough to say... Yeah. Are England going to be brave enough to say... You five batters are our top five batters. Get some runs. Josh Butler, you're in the team to get some runs. You've got Wilkes is here. You're sort of, you're all round it. It's seven. Best at eight. And I'm picking my three best seamers. And I'm not bothered if the, if the number 11, three number 11s. That's what Pakistan have done. Pakistan have picked their best bowlers in these conditions to try and take 20 wickets to win a test match. Their tail starts at, they're basically, their tail starts at six. Well, set of seven, really. So England shouldn't be bothered about having a, a little bits and pieces, 90-style Sam Curran. England got to pick the three best bowlers. For me, England should pick Broad, Anderson, Wood to go with Wokes and to go with um, Dominic Bess. I'd like Jack Leach to have a game because at some point, Joe Root is going to have to have to look to use... Jack Leach, because we're talking what, our next test match is going to be in either India or the UAE. Ball's going to spin. Or, or Sri Lanka, or Sri Lanka. So you're, going, Sri Lanka. you're going to have you're going to have to have you know the feel of playing another. But you win the game in front of you at this point in time. Don't have a problem. Bring Leach out of do that until dustman. I think that's a, that would be a, a big up for me. Your bat swing back, get runs. You need a quick bowler in. You pick your best two seamers to go with Wood, who's your fast lad. And for me, that's Broad and Anderson. And that would be my team for the next Test match. Brilliant stuff. Well, look, we will have a more considered 
preview to the third test match. Myself and Jarrah Kimber the evening before that game gets underway. Harmy will be back on the Cricket Collective with Jared Tuesday evening on TalkSport 2, 6 till 7. But for now, that's it for the following on podcast at the end of a soggy um, and uh, a quite disappointing second test match, which promised plenty but delivered little. Uh, Pakistan and England fighting out a draw. Thanks for listening to the following on podcast on ACOS, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We will be back uh, later this week for hopefully a little bit more action to talk about. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you are keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.